A new paper published on BMJ.com gives us the results of 25 years of follow-up from breast cancer screening. Joining us to talk about that paper is Anthony Miller, who is Emeritus Professor of Epidemiology at the University of Toronto and Director of the Canadian National Breast Cancer Screening Study. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. It's a pleasure. Um, Now, breast cancer screening is subject to some scrutiny at the moment uh, because obviously there are doubts that the benefits outweigh the harms of it. there's a great deal going on research-wise um, about this. So could you give us a summary of what's happening at the moment? Yes, I think what's happened is that the initial trials that were done, which uh, started uh, breast screening in the population, were done many, many years ago. And there has been doubts expressed in two ways. First, whether the technology used then uh, and the results obtained then are applicable to today. And secondly, and I think this is the most important, whether the advances in treatment for breast cancer, uh, which have applied across all stages, uh, will have reduced uh, the benefit of screening, perhaps to the extent where it is no longer worth screening because there are always disadvantages when you attempt to screen a large population. There are costs. The majority of people you screen uh, do not have the cancer you're looking for. Even those who are found to have the cancer, you may not have benefited them. The cancer may have uh, been cured in the normal way, even if it hadn't been found by screening. And in the last few years, it's been recognized you find a group of cancers that would never have progressed to become clinically of a problem in the woman if you had not screened. This is what we call overdiagnosis. And there are substantial costs, psychological, medical, financial, for detecting cancers that you do not need to. So that this is what's led to the controversy. Mm. And hopefully the study that you're doing is throwing some light onto that. So this has been a very long-term randomized screening uh, trial. Could you tell us a bit about it? Who are the women involved and and when it was set up, things like that? Yes, well, we set up this trial in the early 1980s. In fact, the first woman was screened in the trial in January 1980. And we continued to recruit women into the trial uh, through to the end of March 1985. And we did this in a number of centres, 15 centres in all, across the country in six of the 10 Canadian provinces. Uh, More women came in the center of the country because this was the most populous part in Ontario and then Quebec, uh, but also in the prairies in Manitoba and Alberta and British Columbia, and also in the east in Nova Scotia. And what we initially found after um, following screening the women for a total of five annual screens uh, was no benefit from the screening. In fact, initially, there was some concern that we were actually doing harm, particularly in younger women. Um, And this is what began a lot of the controversy. The women who volunteered for the trial, they were all volunteers, uh, were women who were very similar to the Canadian population, though they were 
uh, slightly higher social class, as you would expect uh, when you seek volunteers. Uh, they were pleased to be participating in research. Uh, they came um, at the time we asked them to, so we had a group of participants, uh, almost 90,000 in all, who really gave a great deal of their time, energy uh, to the study. Mm, so it's a very large, long-term study. Uh, logistically, it's impressive that you've managed to to retain a woman within that four, you know, now coming on to 30, 35 years. So uh, how have you done that? Well, the way we've done this is to profit by the systems that exist in Canada. Uh, in the UK, you have some of this. You have the National Health Service Register, so that in many epidemiology studies, uh, women have been traced through that, women and men have been traced through that register. In Canada, what we have is a national cancer registry covering the whole country. So every person who has a diagnosis of cancer is registered in the province, and then the data are collected centrally. And we also have a national death registry. So all deaths from whatever cause are um, collected and using internationally accepted coding systems, the causes of death are coded within the files. And uh, this um, system was uh, in fact set up for some of the other studies, epidemiology studies I and my colleagues did and we use what is called computer record linkage to follow people on a long-term basis. For the first 10 years in the trial, we were able to follow, follow people individually. We did this initially through their coming to the screening centers. Then we sent, uh, um, uh, for those who did not come back, and half of the group who were aged 40 to 49 were, uh, were not asked to come back after the initial screen. We collected data from them from questionnaires, which they completed every year. And for those women who developed breast cancer, we followed them through their treating surgeons. So we got records for the first 10 years. And then subsequently, we have followed all the women uh, using this system, computerized record linkage, which we know from other work is highly efficient and gives us data uh, not only on whether or and if so when, people get cancer, but also if they die of it or if they die of other causes. So this is really how we were able to carry out a long-term study like this. So it's not only long-term and large, but the data collection's really quite robust as well. Exactly. Um, so in this study, women received five annual screenings, um, which is rather more than we in the UK anyway would give. What was the rationale for, for the annual screening? Uh, at the time we uh, started uh, this trial, the only trial that had breast screening trial that had been reported was a trial in New York where they uh, did annual mammography. So we thought that if we were going to investigate parts of this, and one of the main r reasons we uh, did the trial in the older women, the women aged 50 to 59, was to find out how much mammography added to an annual skilled breast examination given by carefully trained nurse examiners. So we were trying to dissect um, whether the benefit came from mammography 
or the breast examinations because the original trial used both together. Now, after we'd started this, uh, there, there were reports began from Sweden of the trial in which they had only given mammography and uh, they gave the mammography not every year, but in younger women every 18 months to two years and in older women uh, every three years. And uh, they um, claim benefit from that trial and that very much influenced uh, the UK authorities in setting up the UK breast screening program. They decided it wasn't necessary to give mammography every year. Uh, they gave uh, mammography every three years. But still in North America, there has been a tendency, particularly in the United States, to advocate annual mammography. So I'm sure if we hadn't used annual mammography, we would have been criticized for that. Um, and I'm glad we did, even though in relation to the UK approach, it would be called a little unnecessary to have annual screens. Mm. Now, you've mentioned a little bit already about your results, but can you tell us something in a bit more detail what you found in this 25-year follow-up? Well, in a 25-year follow-up, we found, find identical death rates from breast cancer in the women who had mammography uh, compared to the women who had not. So we found absolutely no benefit in terms of reduction of deaths uh, from the use of mammography. But what is perhaps worse... Uh, we were because of the long-term follow-up, we were able to compute um, the uh, numbers of breast cancers that occurred in both arms, and we discovered that more breast cancers had been identified in the mammography arm than in the control arm, and that, in fact, resulted, uh, when we com uh, calculated this, this was, this was a 22% excess of breast cancers um, in the mammography arm, which uh, we believe are uh, due to overdiagnosis, i.e. they would not have presented in that woman in her lifetime in the absence of screening. And that actually works out that half of the breast cancers that were found by mammography uh, but not detected by the nurse examiners um, were overdiagnosed. So the use of mammography not only didn't do what had been expected, i.e. reduce breast cancer deaths. It did not reduce breast cancer deaths, uh, but it did result in this rather substantial uh, overdiagnosis of breast cancer. And were you looking specifically for breast cancer deaths or were you looking at all-cause mortality? We also looked at, well, we can do both in our, because of the way we followed things. We did look at all-cause mortality. Uh, there's been quite a bit of controversy whether in screening trials uh, you should uh, count uh, the deaths only from the cancer for which you're screening or all causes. We could do both. Uh, in the two arms of our trial, there are identical numbers of deaths from all causes in both arms so that uh, there was no difference in all-cause mortality. There are, of course, many more deaths from other causes than breast cancer, um, but uh, in, the, in spite of these large numbers, they're ab absolutely identical in terms of the rates of death from all causes as well as breast cancer. Mm. So um, how does this fit into the picture of you know, what's happening with breast cancer screening? And, uh, I mean, does, 
do you think we've got enough evidence now to make a definitive decision about its its benefits versus harms? Well, all countries that started screening have invested a great deal into it. They have uh, uh, feel they've been doing a great deal of good. Um, but what this uh, our study shows is that when you actually dissect out the benefits and uh, try and determine the benefit of breast examination with mammography compared to um, no mammography, you find no benefit of the uh, mammography. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean that all the benefit from mammography comes into breast examinations? That is always possible. Um, We can't determine whether or not the breast examinations Uh, do any good, at least in the older women. Uh, In the younger women, uh, that is women aged 40 to 49, of which we had just over 50,000, we did only give one breast examination to those who did not have mammography. So that in a sense, what we have assessed in women aged 40 to 49 when they came into the trial is the benefit of the combination of mammography and breast examination compared to one examination only at the beginning. And we find no benefit. And that adds to the uh, several studies which have actually found no benefit in premenopausal women. That particular result reinforces the programs of breast screening in the world who have only concentrated on women over the age of 50. And this has been a particularly controversial aspect of breast screening in North America, particularly in the United States. Uh, But it rather supports um, not doing mammography screening in countries in younger women. But it doesn't solve the issue for older women. What we have done is to try and dissect the benefit. No other trial has done this. And many people believe you do not adopt policy on the result of one trial. And yet there is not likely to be another trial like this. It takes too long. And so people have got to try and evaluate our results in relation to uh, the other results and try and work out what the differences are. There's one other point I'd like to bring up, and that is the question of whether the technology uh, that we used in the 1980s has been superseded by the technology nowadays. I think... uh, what uh, you will find is that very often radiologists will claim we're doing very much better mammograms than now. But in fact, the data that have been published suggests that what they are doing is actually finding more abnormalities, probably more overdiagnosis than we had, and that in, in effect, they have no data to confirm that the mammograms being done now are more effective than the mammograms in the 1980 in terms of reducing deaths from breast cancer. So I challenge anyone who says that our results are not applicable because they were based on old-fashioned mammography to come up with the data that shows the mammograms they claim are better reduce deaths, whereas ours did not. And I think you will not be able to find anybody who can produce that sort of data. And when you say better there, do you mean greater sensitivity or specificity or both? Is that what's being... Well, what they are claiming is greater sensitivity. What they often have demonstrated is poorer specificity. 
which is always a bad thing because it increases costs. And what I am saying is that the increased sensitivity they claim is largely due to more overdiagnosis, not finding cancers that earlier that would kill and then you're able to treat and prevent them killing somebody. So uh, if you were to rerun this study for 25 years, we might see an even uh, greater number of, um, of patients receiving unnecessary treatment. That is so, yes.